a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. It's time for the first week, a uh, first segment of this week's show, the news of the week. News of the week. So we're going to be starting off with David Clark's interview where he sat down with Olivia, who's going to be talking about some of the big topics, including climate change and health over the lockdown. Kia ora, so I'm here with David Clark, the MP for Dunedin North today. How are you, David? How's your week gone? Kia ora, Olivia. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. It's, um, we live in interesting times historically, so every week's an interesting one at the moment. So the first question that we have is, uh, Chloe Swarbrick tried to make it mandatory for the University Council to have two student reps. This would mean that the Māori student president would have a seat at the table. Do you all Labour support this? Um, well, what I'd say around um, the representation question is, uh, you know, the, the context is important because um, National, of course, took away uh, representation completely uh, under the last government, which um, was just crazy not to have some representation in my view. The current regime is, is permissive, so people can have more than one rep um, if they want to. Um, and my concern really is around um, a situation where central government dictates too much to universities about how they do things. The government has um, ensured that there is uh, representation on there. Um, that was something that, that's actively been done in the term of this government to return that situation where there is student representation. And, you know, I'd be encouraging the university to do more of it. But ultimately, that really is an, a question in Otago's case for um, the Chancellor and, and the Vice-Chancellor. Absolutely. Um, so our next question is surrounding the recent uh, Roy Morgan poll that came out. So Labour dropped to 48% in this poll. What would you put that down to? Um, look, I, I uh, think it's important not to get too hung up on this poll or that poll. Um, the important thing for us, at least, is that we're out there trying to earn every party vote for Labour that we can, um, because that's the important thing to us in terms of getting a, a, a stake in the Parliament. And, you know, if possible, uh, if we get enough um, party votes for the Labour Party, that will enable us to lead the formation of a government um, and, uh, you know, having that majority of party votes is really, really critical. Um, if we cast our mind back three years, which is not so long ago, um, the National Party actually had more uh, party votes than anyone else. It's just that they didn't have any partners. Um, they didn't have anyone that they could form a government with. Um, but in a way, they had first dibs, but they, they, they just couldn't pull it together. So that did give Labour the chance to lead the formation of a government. We, we want it to be there uh, as big as it can be, um, you know, obviously, any party would like to be a majority in Parliament because then it can bring all its policies into play. Um, but actually, the more the merrier is really the, the key thing. Gotta love MMP. Um, so the next question I've got here is, this winter was the hottest on record for New Zealand. How many more records seem to be taken seriously for the government to take climate change really seriously? Yeah, and this is... Um, a, a little bit of a provocative question. Um, I, I think the, the important thing, um, I, I mean, I completely agree that um, we need to be continuing to do more on climate change, no question about it. Um, uh, I personally have been involved in um, climate change policy uh, historically, and so, um, you know, have had a sense of urgency around this for a long time, and it has been frustrating to me, at least, how little progress has been able to be made over that time. Um, back to the, the early 2000s, um, the carbon tax that was was kind of um, stopped 
um, and Labour was out on its own trying to push that through. All the other parties, for their own reasons, um, wouldn't support it. National was driving tractors up the seats of the steps of Parliament um, and, and writing some quite misogynistic signs uh, about the, the then Prime Minister. Um, I think, if memory serves me right, the Green Party thought that the system wasn't pure enough, so they didn't want to see um, anything happen at that stage because it wasn't a perfect system. And Labour kind of burnt a lot of political capital trying to get a price of carbon in at that stage. Um, I'm proud of the fact that um, the the last Labour government did then eventually get a price of carbon in. Um, it won the moral argument, brought in the emissions trading scheme. Um, and I say that um, with vested interest because I was part of making that happen. I, I worked at the Treasury on on um, climate change policy uh, and we had to look at ways we could get a price of carbon and when the carbon tax had been firmly politically defeated uh, from every angle. Um, and Labor was bleeding support at that stage. It was being accused of being nanny state and was doing too many sustainability initiatives in lots of people's minds. Um, you know, which seems crazy in hindsight, but that's that's where the mood was at the time. But you had a price of carbon, and that meant that a more progressive government coming in now has the framework uh, to make sure that we do what is right. And the um, work with the zero carbon bill has been really important. Um, having carbon budgets and making sure that they are published so that people can see the progress against them. Because it's one thing to say, you know, one day we're going to be carbon neutral. If you don't have um, targets in the meantime that show whether you're on track or not, it's kind of worthless. I mean, to my way of thinking, if New Zealand can't do it, um, who can? You know, we've got access to solar, we've got access to, to water generation possibilities, most of our big cities are near coastlines. Um, we've got all the advantages you could wish for in combating climate change and the opportunity also, if we were a bit more crafty about it, to um, actually lead with technologies and things to um, be gifting some of that to the world. And, and it would probably be an out advantage economically too, if we were leading in this space. Yeah, big time. Many people who struggle with addiction found it really difficult during the first lockdown, whether or not they were in recovery. After another lockdown in Auckland, what is the government going to do to actively support these people after the fact and prepare future support in case we do go through another lockdown situation? Yeah, um, I I know a little bit about this. Uh, um, As I was Minister of Health at the time, um, a number of initiatives were put forward uh, and developed on basically zero notice uh, online to support people with um, mental health and addiction uh, issues. And so I'm really proud of um, the progress uh, that we made there. Um, and, and those programs are being well accessed. Uh, of course, there's a lot more to do. Um, the awareness around those programs is, is growing um, and the uh, opportunity to do more will always be there. Um, it was heartening to see the recent suicide statistics which showed a drop uh, in the past year. Having a suicide prevention office in place has been really critical. Um, but it, it seems to me that we've, we've got to continue to invest in the fact that in 2019 um, we put aside uh, 1.7 billion across government um, for different initiatives in the mental health and addiction space um, speaks volumes. It's putting your money where your mouth is. Um, but the program, for example, to have access for free to mental health and addiction support uh, for mild to moderate conditions, which are, you know, mild to moderate in name only. If you've got anxiety and depression, it feels pretty intense, not mild to moderate when you're suffering. Um, those initiatives um, roll out over five-year periods. So we've got to train whole workforces, um, people with lived experience to support others and so forth. That program continues to roll out. And in five years, um, the aim is to have free mental health and addiction support available to every New Zealander. And that will mean that 
it'll stop small problems becoming big ones. You know, if people get support early, we can actually uh, not only make their situation better, but actually take more pressure off the, the whole system and free up more resource. Um, it's about being proactive rather than responsive later down the track when bigger problems develop. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions I have today, but thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for the opportunity to talk, Olivia. And you've just been listening to an interview with David Clark. He sat down with Olivia this morning to discuss some of the topics here in, in politics in New Zealand. Uh, of note, uh, climate change is an opportunity, really, for us to change uh, the way we're doing and to really approach some new tasks with some, some different th- thinking and, of course, some really big issues there with addiction and suicide prevention. Certainly some issues that face New Zealand, unfortunately, too prevalently. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.